How do I separate humans from robots? With this gun in my hand. Hildy Johnson, former reporter for the Morning Post, enters the office of the editor, her ex-husband, Walter Burns. What do you want? Your ex-wife is here. Do you want to see her? Well, well, hello, Hildy. Hello, Walter. Sorry, I wish you hadn't done that, Hildy. Done what? Divorce me. Makes a fellow lose all faith in himself. Gives him a... Almost gives him a feeling he wasn't wanted. Oh, now, look, Junior, that's what divorces are for. Nonsense. You've got an old-fashioned idea. Divorce is something that lasts forever, till death do us part. Why, divorce doesn't mean anything nowadays, Hildy. Just a few words, mumbled over you by a judge. We've got something between us nothing can change. Look, Hildy, I only acted like any husband who didn't want to see his home broken up. What home? What home? Don't you remember the home I promised you? Sure I do. That was the one we were to have right after the honeymoon. <laughs> that honeymoon. Oh, was it my fault? Did I know that coal mine was going to have another cave in? Oh, are you going to listen? Well, good grief. How much is that other paper going to pay you? There isn't any other paper. Oh, well, in that case, erase it off. You go back to your old salary. Like, how do you oh. like that? Trying to blackjack me. Well, I want to show you something. I'm it's busy. here. It's a ring. Take a good what? look at it. You know what? what it is? It's an engagement ring. Engagement ring? Uh-huh. I tried to tell you right away, but you would start reminiscing. I'm getting married, Walter, and I'm also getting as far away from the newspaper business as I can get. What? <laughs> I'm through. Where'd you meet this man? What's his line? He's in the insurance business. Insurance business? Uh-huh. Well, that's a good honest business, isn't it? Oh, certainly is honest. It's also adventurous. It's romantic. Listen, Hildy, I can't picture you being surrounded by policies. Policies that are right and policies that make sense. I can, I can, and I like it, what's more. Besides, he forgets the office when he's with me. Uh. He doesn't treat me like an errand boy either, Walter. He treats me like a woman. He's kind and he's sweet and he's considerate. Mm -hmm. He wants a home and children. <laughs> Sounds more like a guy I ought to marry. What's his name? Baldwin, Bruce Baldwin. Well, at last I got out when I came up here to tell you. This other fellow, I... Well, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to see him. I'm more or less particular about whom my wife marries. <laughs> Where is he? Oh, he's right on the job waiting for me out there. Ah. Do you mind if I meet him? Oh, no, Walter. It wouldn't do any good, really. Oh, no, you're not afraid, are you? Afraid? Of course not. Well, then, come on. Let's see this paragon. Hildy and Walter make their way through the noisy newsroom. They emerge in the waiting area where Hildy's fiancé, Bruce Baldwin, is seated next to Falk Ziljan, a measurable hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun. Well, I can see right away my wife picked out the right husband for herself. How do you do, sir? There must be some mistake. I'm already married. To my profession as a crime fighter. Oh, Hilda, you should have told me. Well, Pardon. congratulations again, Mr. Baldwin. Oh, no, my name well, is... Excuse me, will you? I'm terribly busy. Just leave your card with the boy. What did you say, Mr. Baldwin? Mr. I'm here to talk to you about your irresponsible editorials against vigilante crime fighters. But my name isn't... Mr. Burns. Some other time. I'm busy with Mr. Bruce Baldwin here. I didn't but hear what you said. I feel that the anti-vigilante editorials in the Morning Post have been doing a disservice to all the crime fighters... Now look, what is it with you? I'm I? Can't Baldwin. you see that... Oh, you're Bruce Baldwin? Yes. Well, who is he? Who are you? My name is Falk Ziljan, and I don't think you appreciate that vigilantes have prevented Parabellum City being overrun by insidious robots that look and sound exactly like humans. This recent invasion... Well, is this any concern of yours? No, but I still... Well, from now on, I thank you to keep your nose out of my affairs. And well, don't let it happen again, that's it. all. Mr. Baldwin, I'm terribly sorry about this mistake. This is indeed a pleasure. 
You see, my wife, that is your wife, I mean Hildy. Oh, Hildy, you know, you led me to expect you were marrying a much older man. Oh, really? Oh. What did I say that led oh, you to expect Oh, don't worry about it. I realize you, you didn't mean old in years. <laughs> you always carry an umbrella, Bruce? Well, uh, it looked a little cloudy this morning. That's right. Rubbers, too, I hope. Hello, boy. A man ought to be prepared for any emergency. Well, Walter, I think we'd better be running along. Yes, we'd better be going. Where are we going? Well, I'm taking you two to lunch. Didn't you tell him, Hildy? No, she didn't. Well, I guess she just wanted to surprise you, Bruce. After you. <laughs> After you, Hildy. Wasting your time, Walter. Won't be a bit of good. No, no. I'm glad to do it. Glad to do it. After they stroll down the block to the cafe. Well, hello, Gus. Well, don't tell me it's you, Hildy. It's none other. How have things been? Oh, I can't complain. Well, I can't. I'm hungry. Get me a roast beef sandwich. Rare on white... Oh, oh sorry. On white bread. Got over there, Bruce. That's right here. And you, Hildy? Oh, I'll have the same, I guess. Are you, sir? Yes, that's all right for me. I'll just have a Reuben. This is really generous of you, Mr. Burns, after that mix-up back at the office. Now, I really think we should talk about these lifelike robots replacing human beings. Bring some mustard, too, Gus. Yes, sir. Ah, well, well, well. <laughs> So, uh, you two are going to get mad, huh? The kind of robots disguised to pass for humans are called androids. Because of their electronic brains or intellectual artifice, they seem like rational beings. They may be hiding among us right now, waiting for their chance to strike. Strike? What strike? Where? Anyone in this cafe could be a mechanical contraption masquerading as a person. The lady at that other table, or the waiter Gus. Someone might even question whether you're human, Mr. Burns. You can't do that to me! Now, there's a test that can determine if someone's an android in disguise, but the easiest way is to find some personal references. If we talk to people from the suspect's hometown, what would they say about him? They think he's pixelated. Oh, yes. Pixelated. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then we have to get personal references to back up the personal references. Really, the most reliable way is to administer the Voigt test. What? A scientist named Voigt figured out that androids are bad at faking emotions. When you ask them questions that should provoke an emotional response in humans, androids sometimes will give you a blank stare, or other times they'll overreact. Voigt's assistant taught me how to administer the test, a gal named Kampf. Uh, would one of you like to sit for the test? After you, Bruce. How long would it yeah. take to get him examined? I'd say Bruce is just easygoing. I wouldn't say he's an unfeeling robot. I'm like something in the icebox, aren't I? Yeah. It would only take a few minutes. Will you do me a favor, Bruce, Hildy, please? Just... What you say, nothing? Uh, Hildy, I don't think... I know it sounds silly, dear, but do it for me, please. I have a list of the questions right here, if you're ready. Now tell me, Bruce, what do you think it would be like if you were a machine? Oh, I don't know. That'd make me feel pretty funny. Uh... All right. Question number two. Imagine you're lost in a dark forest. You come upon a frightened young girl. A pack of wolves has surrounded her, but then you realize she's an android. Would you save her? Well, I could get a company doctor here in 20 minutes, well, but I don't like the idea. I'm not sure how you'd get one when you're lost in the forest, but I guess your heart's in the right place. Now, Bruce, describe in single words only the good things that come into your mind about your mother. Where's mother? She said she was coming up here. Uh, she left. Mother? Well, your mother kicked the bucket. No, my you. mother. My mother. Oh, your mother. Oh, well, that relieves my mind. Wait a minute. Your mother's alive. Hildy, tell me where my mother was going. Uh, she couldn't say. My Which mother. one of these men is it? They all look like murderers to me. Mother, you're human. All right, settle down. That's enough emotional response from everyone. Let's get on with the next question. We'll return to the next question after these breaking news headlines. Uh, the sheriff has just put 200 more relatives on the payroll to protect the city from the Red Army, which is leaving Moscow in a couple of minutes. There's been an accident about a tear bomb. 
Yeah, tear bomb, tear bomb. Criminals cry for it. I don't know. Look, that tear bomb went off unexpectedly in the hands of Sheriff Hartwell's bombing squad. What went off? The following deputies were rushed to the hospital. Mervyn D. Wilkerson, the mayor's brother-in-law. Howard Schuster, the sheriff's uncle on his mother's side. William Mansfield, the sheriff's landlord. And Lester Winthrop, who married the sheriff's niece. Mrs. William Rice, age 55, scrub lady, while scrubbing the eighth floor of the Commerce Building, was shot in the left leg by one of Sheriff Hartwell's deputies. Look, I'm not... There goes another scrub lady. I got a good feature for you on the manhunt. Ready? Mrs. Phoebe DeWolf, age 61 and a half, South State Street, gave birth in a patrol wagon with Sheriff Hartwell's special rifle squad acting as nurses. Phoebe was walking along the street when they coached her in the patrol wagon, started a race with the start. When it was born, the rifle squad examined him carefully to see if it was Earl Williams. Well, they knew he's hiding somewhere. We now return to Do Androids Dream of His Girl Friday, episode 98 of This Gun in My Hand. Falk Ziljan sits in a cafe, asking Bruce Baldwin a series of questions to determine whether he's secretly an android or only sounds like one because he sells insurance. You're in a desert, walking along in the sand, when all of a sudden you look down and you see a cat. It's crawling toward you, Bruce. You reach down and flip the cat over on its back. The cat lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun beating its legs, trying to turn itself over. But it can't. Not without your help. But you're not helping. Why is that, Bruce? Make me feel like a heel. My cat just had kittens again. Their own fault. That was the last question. There you are. I've done it. Anything else? There is an android at this table. But it's not Bruce Baldwin. Well, don't tell me it's you, Hildy. It's none other. Oh, now you got me. Oh, Hildy, you should have told me. Hildy, tell me. Please tell me the truth. Oh, wait. Did you ever love me, Hildy? Yes. Hildy is a robot. Now you hear that, Bruce? That's my diploma. It was fairly easy to determine. She's not one of the latest models. She's old, isn't she? A few years ago, I would have recommended immediate termination, but... Dead! Oh, this is the end! Oh! Goodbye, dear, and good luck. Hildy, hmm? are you sure you want to quit? Now, Bruce, what do you mean? Well, I mean, if there's any doubt about it, or if there's anything... That... Luckily, we can turn her over to the Informatron to be reprogrammed. Her evil circuits will be replaced, and for all practical purposes, she'll become human. This is your chance to have a home and to be, like you said, a human being. And I'm going to make you take that chance. Yeah, all she ever wanted was a home. Well, I'll certainly try to give her one. I know you will, Bruce. Where are you going to live? Albany. Albany, huh? Got a family up there, then? Oh, just my mother. Just my mother? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to live with your mother? Well, just for the first year. Oh, well, that will be nice. Yes, yes. A home with mother. There's nothing to worry about. If you'll come with me, please, Hildy, we'll get you adjusted. I want to go someplace where I can be a woman. Come on. Go along, you wage slaves. Do androids dream of His Girl Friday? Episode 98 of This Gun in My Hand was manufactured not by the Tyrell Corporation, but by Rob Northrup, using dialogue from the 1940 public domain film His Girl Friday, which was adapted from the 1928 public domain play The Front Page. The part of Walter Burns was played by Cary Grant, with Rosalind Russell as Hildy Johnson and Ralph Bellamy as Bruce Baldwin. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunandmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, archives, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and other revisionist atrocities. How do I survive a screwball comedy? With this gun in my hand. What's a gun for, Earl? A gun? Hmm. Why, to shoot, of course.